Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Delicious meets nutritious in the snack that packs a real protein punch. Wonderful pistachios. Each one-ounce serving of wonderful pistachios has six grams of protein, giving you over 10% of your daily value and making wonderful pistachios one of the highest protein nuts. But perhaps more than that, I love all of the flavors they have. Their sea salt and vinegar ones are my favorite when I'm craving that flavor but want to keep it healthy. But that's just the tip of the iceberg. Wonderful pistachios come in a variety of flavors like chili roasted, honey roasted, smoky barbecue, and jalapeno lime. Perfect for enjoying with family and friends or taking them with you on the go. Whether you're a pistachio purist who loves cracking open every nut or you prefer the convenience of no-shells pistachios, Wonderful Pistachios has got you covered. Grab Wonderful Pistachios and elevate your snacking game today. So fill up with a healthy snack when hunger strikes. Visit wonderfulpistachios.com to learn more. That's wonderfulpistachios.com. It's another Q&A edition of Optimal Health Daily, episode 1988, and I'm Dr. Neil, your host of the show. Hey there, welcome back to another Friday show where I answer your questions. On all the other days, I read health and fitness blogs to you like an audiobook, and always with permission from the authors. Now, I'll let you know how you can send in your own question at the end of the show, but for now, let's hear today's question and start optimizing your life. Today's question came via email. David writes, I've been struggling with bloating for the past few years. I've changed my diet, avoided certain foods like dairy, and reduced my alcohol consumption but nothing seems to help. I've been working out consistently, and even though I lost weight, the bloating doesn't go away. I'm curious about what you think might help with this. Thanks. Hi, David. Thank you so much for taking the time to send in your question and for honestly having the courage to ask an uncomfortable question like this. I'll start with my usual disclaimer. Any recommendations I provide should always be discussed with your doctor. Because I am not a medical doctor, I can't and won't diagnose you because that's outside my scope of practice and therefore would be unethical of me to try and do that. But what I can do is provide some guidance. Again, I'm sorry that you've had to experience this discomfort for so long. Finding the causes of gastrointestinal issues can be really tricky. This is because the underlying causes can range from bacterial or viral infection to a food allergy to stress and again, even our exercise habits. Some tests your doctor may run in the beginning would involve testing for food allergies, testing for lactose intolerance, and possibly even testing for a stomach ulcer. These tests usually aren't painful or luckily require much prep time. But something I would recommend discussing with your doctor is whether an endoscopy procedure is right for you. The word endoscopy is a general term that basically refers to a doctor inserting a camera into the GI tract. So your esophagus, your stomach, or the intestines. So doctors can perform an upper endoscopy where they look at what's referred to as the upper portion of the GI tract. Again, this would be the esophagus, stomach, and even the small intestine. They can also perform a lower endoscopy 
also known as a colonoscopy. This would look at the large intestine and rectum specifically. Now, an endoscopy is usually the last option. So if the doctor was unable to determine the cause of your bloating from previous testing, then they would eventually possibly resort to an endoscopy. As far as colonoscopies go, it is recommended that everyone have a colonoscopy performed at least once around their 50th birthday. But for those that have underlying gastrointestinal conditions or experiencing gastrointestinal discomfort, like you, David, having one performed earlier in life may be recommended. Many people are afraid of going through this procedure. The preparation for it, you may have heard, is legendary. It's the worst. Because of my own chronic disease history, I can say that I've gone through, oh, about a baker's dozen colonoscopies in my life. My first colonoscopy was when I was 19. So I'm pretty used to it and can honestly say it's not that bad. The mental stress we put ourselves through before the procedure is usually worse than the actual prep or the actual procedure. If I can put up with it, anyone can. Anywho, beyond getting a colonoscopy, if your doctor hasn't ruled out irritable bowel syndrome, I would suggest discussing that with them. Irritable bowel syndrome, also known as IBS, likes to work in mysterious ways. It tends to come and go without warning. Some days you feel great. Other days you can feel very uncomfortable. The symptoms of IBS include gas, bloating, bouts of diarrhea, or bouts of constipation, or both. Foods can definitely trigger IBS symptoms. So can stress. One of the best ways to monitor whether a food may be triggering your symptoms or something else entirely is by keeping a detailed food journal. You write down everything you eat and drink for at least two weeks and make a note anytime you experience the symptoms you described. If it doesn't seem to be food-related, you can also try keeping a stress journal. Stress is, again, a known trigger for a lot of conditions, including IBS. And this is because we're finding the gut-brain connection is quite strong. Now, let me go back to discussing specific foods. If you haven't tried something called the low FODMAP diet, I would discuss that with your doctor too. The low FODMAP diet is an eating plan created by researchers at Monash University in Melbourne, Australia. They found that certain natural compounds found in common foods can aggravate gastrointestinal discomfort in people sensitive to those compounds. The word FODMAP is actually an acronym for fermentable oligosaccharides, disaccharides, monosaccharides, and polyols. These are fancy names for specific carbohydrates. Basically, this diet encourages less consumption of foods that contain these specific carbohydrates. What ends up happening is the body naturally ferments these carbohydrates, and as part of the fermentation process, waste gases are produced. But in those that are sensitive to these foods, these waste gases can cause a great deal of discomfort, like bloating. By limiting the consumption of these foods, less waste gases are produced, and in fact, Studies have shown that when a low FODMAP diet is followed, the chances of experiencing reduced stomach pain and bloating is 75% or even higher than that. I mention all of this because if you decide to keep a food journal and monitor your symptoms, you may want to consider monitoring how you respond to a low FODMAP diet. So, which foods should you avoid while following a low FODMAP diet? It would be difficult to list every single food here, but Monash University's website has some fantastic resources. In the meantime, I'll list some common foods to avoid according to the low FODMAP eating plan. Wheat, barley, and rye, garlic, and onion, certain fruits like those with a large pit. These are also known as stone fruits. These would be things like mangoes, peaches, nectarines, 
plums and cherries. Apples and watermelon should also be avoided. Certain vegetables like asparagus, Brussels sprouts, cauliflower, mushrooms, and snow peas, as well as beans and lentils, and some sweeteners like agave and high fructose corn syrup. Now, I should mention that avoiding some of these foods is not a permanent thing. You want to try limiting these foods for three to eight weeks. Then, slowly reintroduce them back into your diet and see if the symptoms return. Because many of these high FODMAP foods are important to consume as part of a nutritious and balanced diet, long-term avoidance of some of these foods can increase disease risk. That's why, again, discussing this eating plan with your doctor or dietitian would be a good idea. Many people have found quite a bit of relief by avoiding some of these foods, and I hope you feel better soon. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites. One of the things I love about Indeed is that it filters out incompatible applicants. So when you're hiring, the process is much faster and you only have to consider applicants that are already likely to be a great fit. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at indeed.com health. Just go to indeed.com health right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com health. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Thank you again for taking the time to send in your question, David. Now, if you want to send your question in, you can email them to health at oldpodcast.com. That's health at oldpodcast.com. Or if you want your voice played on the show, come by oldpodcast.com slash ask. Or you can do it the old-fashioned way and call in your question. The number is country code 161 I love OHD. That's 1-614-568-3643. All right, that'll do it for today. Thank you so much for listening every day and all the way through. And I'll see you back here tomorrow where your optimal life awaits.